So I don't know what it is about the Asian community or even the Laotian community, and maybe Ren, you can touch on this too, but it is so common for our people to be like, hey girl, can you hook it up? And you don't even know that person. Do you find that that's kind of prevalent in the Filipino community as well, Ren? Yeah, I think um, Filipinos want to deal all the time. <laughs> so, but I also, I see it all the time with like my, my friends and family who are not Filipino. I think like anytime people see that you do something like, especially in the beauty industry, they want the hookup. Welcome to the Beauty Boss Confidential. My name is Ren and I'm a beauty blogger, new mom, makeup artist, and owner of my own makeup academy in Atlanta, Georgia. My name is Nalani and I'm a cosmetic tattoo artist and instructor. I run a busy permanent makeup studio and academy in Atlanta as well and also manage a small team. We're two modern women trying to juggle it all from building our empire to being a wife and navigating being a new mom all while making time for ourselves. We're here to share with you the behind the scenes of what it's really like to run a successful beauty business, from marketing to business strategies, and trying to find that perfect work-life balance. Let's dive right in. Hey guys, it's Nalani and Ren back with another episode of Beauty Boss Confidential. So today's topic is very interesting. If you have your own business or you freelance, this is probably going to hit home. So today we're going to talk about the homey hookup, meaning when is it okay to do things for free or give a hookup or do it for a discount? Or when is it okay to barter your services? We're going to talk all about that, give you all of our personal experiences, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I'm going to just go ahead and throw it to Nalani to go ahead and start. Hey, everyone. So thank you for tuning in again another week. Um, so I wanted to touch on the homie hookup because I know that a lot of us in the service industry has it has had it happen and you will continue to have it happen to you. So it's definitely something that you want to pe be prepared to answer. So I don't know what it is about the Asian community or even the Laotian community. And maybe Ren, you can touch on this too, but it is so common for our people to be like, hey girl, can you hook it up? And you don't even know that person. Do you find that that's kind of prevalent in the Filipino community as well, Ren? Yeah, I think um, Filipinos want to deal all the time. <laughs> so, but I also, I see it all the time with like my, my friends and family who are not Filipino. I think like anytime people see that you do something like, especially in the beauty industry, they want the hookup and they want it cheap. Or free. Yeah, I don't I don't know where that started. I, I think it comes from like, you know, the mentality of of everyone thinking they're like family because I know in the Laotian community, it's like everybody's your cousin, you know, even though they're not blood cousin, or everybody's your uncle or everybody your aunt. So it's kinda like that mindset of like we're all family, like and you need to, you know, uh, have your family's back 
so to speak. So I think for me growing up that way, it kind of, I, I struggled with it a lot being in the service industry, especially when I started doing makeup in 2007, where it wasn't a thing and nobody knew how to do their makeup back then. And even when I started doing brows in 2015, where it was such a new thing, everybody wanted this like hot new service. So I think that it kind of made me, this is kind of going off topic a little bit, but it made me not want to make friends. <laughs> and that's when if you caught that episode of me, when I talked about just like being down in my work, like that was one of the reasons because I'm just like, are they going to use me for my services? Or are they really going to be my friend? But anyway, um, I wanted to talk to the actually the person that might be asking for the hookup. So your friend that's doing the service, she he or she might not be telling you this, but I want to speak I want to be their voice. I want to speak to you. So when it comes to being an entrepreneur, there's a lot of costs that you don't see. So say, for instance, if somebody charges like $200 for like a service, right? So that's that doesn't only cover the supplies, okay? The supplies is fact. Like you don't know how much their supplies cost. So that's one thing that you got to consider. So it's their supplies. It's their, if they have a, a space that they rent out to, it's their rent. Also, it's their website. That's a yearly thing. It's their LLC that they have to keep track of yearly. It's the booking app that they use. It's if somebody has their own studio, it's utilities. It's the paper. The, if they have paperwork, it's the ink that they have to buy. Also, recently, because I have a ton of pictures, I had to buy more storage for my phone. So I pay that monthly. I, I bought like $10 a month just so I can have all my pictures so I don't lose it. And also more storage on Gmail. I had to up my storage on that too that just came about. And then apps that might be underlying. Like, so these pretty pictures that you see on Instagram, there's certain apps and editing tools that is not free <laughs> to make it look good. So that's part of advertisement. So apps like Canva, Dropbox, Facetune, and also on more of like a paperless avenue of, of records, then we, P and I actually looked into this, but there's an electronic software and that is not free either. <laughs> so these are all hidden costs that your friend or it, people don't see on the surface. So as a friend of someone that is providing a service, it's very rude for you to blatantly ask for a discount because they don't take home all of that price that you see on their website, that list price. They don't take all of that home. On top of that, you we got to pay taxes. So, so in our industry, in, in the brow industry, um, it's about a 30% overhead and that's not including taxes. And it's probably more than that now uh, due to all the extra COVID-19 supplies that we have to buy and due to price gouging and things like that, like we are really reassessing our expenses, our profit and loss. So you, as, a, as a friend, if you ask for the homie hookup, you are being really rude and you're not supporting your friend and you're not supporting their dream. So don't do it. It's very rude. And it puts your friend in a, in a pickle. And, you know, of course, a lot of people don't want to say no. So it's just not a comfortable situation for your, 
friend artist to be in? So I would say no. So what do you think, Ren? Wow, that was really good. I wish I could just put that as like a public service announcement on my on my personal Facebook page. Um, and whenever people hear that I'm a makeup artist, because it has happened to me too. And I, I feel bad like saying no, but I don't want to do it sometimes because not only is it a cost, you know, you, you, you're tired. If you're working for yourself, like you're pulling extra long hours, you don't just leave the job. So you want to do your work and feel like, okay, I'm doing this because I enjoy it. And I have the time for it. Not just trying to cram in some extra like hookups. So I totally agree. I think that if you have a friend who is providing services, help them out, you know, and book them like a regular client. And just always think if someone asked me to do what I do for a living for free, would you do it for free? Like, would you be somebody's nurse for free? Would you, you know, create some coding or whatever you do as a job for free? That kind of put things in perspective. So just because we're doing a service, it is definitely not free for us. Yeah. And to touch on that, if you are providing a service for free, quote unquote, for your friend, you're right about that because you're probably less inspired. You're probably like, oh, God, I want to do this. So why would you like most entrepreneurs, we decide to work for ourselves so we can create our own schedule or our, our own freedom. But if you're tied to something you don't want to do it kind of defeats the purpose of being your own boss you know so somebody else you know controlled your schedule in in that aspect of it but it's just not something you want to cross the line with and I admit in my earlier years I definitely did that and that's going to lead me into my next point so one point is that you know you have a friend that might be blatantly asking like, hey, girl, can you hook it up? On the other hand, they might not be asking, but you as the artist are feeling guilty because you're like, man, I've known them for so long. You know, I've known them for 10 years. We might not be as close now, but we had some great high school or college memories together. And that's not, that's too distant. <laughs> so um, that leads me to my next point. Uh, I definitely did do the homie discount back in the day when I first started, because when I first started, I was super hungry and super super motivated to build my portfolio. And I would just say yes to everything. And my thing with, you know, doing makeup was just like, I need faces. And also my thing with doing brows was like, I need to show people I know to do brows. So I did back then do it for like a discounted rate, but I, because I felt bad, not because my friend asked me, but because I was just like, oh, well, you know, we're cool. You know, we'll, we'll go ahead and do it. I guess it kind of benefits me too. I'm making a little bit of extra money. And it, I also need uh, faces on my portfolio or brows or my work to show that I can do brows. And it honestly kind of bit me in the ass because every year that they do come, I feel like I have to get that discount. And situations are different now. Back then, I was like renting, you know, a space that's that was a very small rental fee. But now I have a full blown 1200 square foot storefront that I support. I need to support me and my husband. 
our basically our entire family with this and our future family with this. So definitely now, definitely it's a no for me, but I understand I've been there. I definitely have said yes in the past, but it's only going to bite you in the ass later. And it's only, only going to teach people how to treat you. So what are your thoughts on that of, of feeling guilty run? Oh my gosh. Well, I did it too. Um, I did a lot for free for family. Um, and also I, I, when I was doing makeup a lot, I started doing like a friend discount, like I'm in a sorority, for example, and it's like kind of like a big circle. So that was what I did in the beginning. I was like, well, this is my established discount, but I just stopped doing it because it got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm busy. You know what I mean? And you know, you have to look out for number one first, right? So I think the the question is, how do you say no sometimes, you know, because it's really hard for people, like a lot of us are people pleasers. So how do you say no? Or what reasoning do you give to somebody? So how do you say no, Nilani? Ooh, that's a great question. <laughs> Actually, P does all the dirty work for me now, so I don't have to say no. But how I would say no, like if you have a friend that's blatantly like, hey, hook it up, girl, like whether they're like playful or whatever, I just honestly don't, I wouldn't acknowledge it. I would just charge them like what I charge them. Like it'll be this price, you know? Um, but I think for me, my problem isn't saying no to like my friend. It's it's saying no to myself. So the guilt behind of like, damn, maybe I should have like taken care of her more or blah, blah, blah. I don't feel like that now anymore. But back then, you know, it it would be more of, of me not knowing how to say no to myself. You know, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That's like, interesting. Yeah, just because you're such a perfectionist and a hard worker. Yeah, yeah. So if it was a friend that's like blatantly like, hey, hook it up, girl. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> like that. And then just charge them what I charged them. But the internal work of like getting yourself to say, no, I'm not hooking them up. is just basically the list of extra products usage that you don't listen. So I would say maybe recommend writing down everything you have to pay for to keep your business running, maybe on your iPhone notes. And if you ever come to a situation where you're tempted to give a discount, just refer back to that list and just be like, yeah, that's a lot of stuff to pay for, you know? So I think seeing it mm -hmm. might kind of get you to realize like you do have a lot of hidden costs that you might not even think about. But if you want to, you know, get your friends back in, in another way, that's cool but maybe not in this way so if, if you feel like wow like this person was really there for me that one time in college when I was drunk or whatever you know if you remember that moment like you don't have to discount it with your services you can you can appreciate them in another way maybe like write a thank you card and you know give it to them after their service or you know just something so don't discount your price for them. Do something special for them, something more thoughtful. And it doesn't have to be like a gift card. You know, don't don't put like a price tag on it. Maybe do something thoughtful, like, you know, put a care package together or just like write a thoughtful card. Like, hey, thanks for supporting me. I really appreciate it. I think that's the thing that goes a longer way. It's making how, you know, making someone feel versus like putting a quantity or like a number on on giving back 
Yeah, I think that's actually a really good idea. I've never thought about doing like the thank you note, but I think it makes them feel good that they supported you too, because I see how important it is that, you know, you're working and you appreciate them. So I will say um, some of the things that I did was I talked to my family and my friends and I just told them, hey, this is if I'm like building a new business, you know, something to think about is this you know, this portfolio building process is only for the first three months, or I'm only doing this for a summer. And then after that, you know, no more, because I think that way you can kind of put a definitive end to like, you know, doing it for experience. And then I just tell people who know me, like in my circle, like they know that like, I don't really do the makeovers for free anymore because I'm just busy. And you know I mean? And they have to respect that. So it's kind of like when I have a client who is getting married and they, they have all these people who want to get makeup done last minute, even though they didn't pay for it. Um, I tell the bride ahead of time, I'm like, I'm giving you a heads up now. Like, I don't take on, take people last minute and it's going to happen. So it's kind of like letting your friends and family know if someone knows you and they, and they know that you know me, that's not going to happen. So don't even try to put it together. Cause I could tell you my mom, she was always trying to do some kind of hookup. And like, even with my products that I would get for free as a beauty blogger, she was always trying to give those away. And I was like, no, 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 we're not doing that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> how did you explain it to How did you explain it to her? No, this isn't free because I'm working for it still and I, I use it. So, you know, if you have a special request, you're my mom, but like that's, it's not, um, it's not open to the Philippines. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how would you say no, Ren? Um, I've told people, this is what I do. I, I, I say, you know what, my schedule is really packed, but uh, if you're looking for like a good deal, I actually have some people I'd recommend who are like junior artists, like how you've kind of been doing. Um, mm -hmm. and I refer to those people. That's a good one. Like I can't help you out now at this time, but I do know some people that would be more within your budget. Like if a friend like asked you that you would tell her that. Yeah. And I think that what are they going to say? Like, no, I want you to do it. <laughs> like, but I, I can't, I just really be like, sorry, God, I really can't right now. It's just crazy, but blah, 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 blah. And like, and then that's it. And then they can choose whether or not they want to do it or not. It's not mm -hmm. like, it's like you're performing brain surgery here. You know what I mean? Like it's mm -hmm. a, it's like an extra service. So if they want to do that, then they can do that. So how do you, did you ever feel guilty or like feel like you had to give the homie discount? in your head, even when your friends weren't asking? Did you ever feel that way? Yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you an experience that happened to me and I regret it so much after doing this. So I'm not gonna name any names, but like I said, I'm in a sorority. So I had a sorority sister who actually really wasn't, I wasn't really good friends with her. It was like, we knew each other and we had worked together on a lot of things. So she was getting married and she asked me to do her makeup and I didn't wanna do it really have a great relationship it was just kind of like that that it's kind of like that big sister obligation type of thing so I ended up doing the makeup and she I did it for free whatever and um she she was doing it for her bridal shower she didn't even invite me to the bridal shower really and I did the makeup for free. yeah and I was like that was some bs you know what I mean so it's like no after that it has to happen I think you learn from things that you regret so it's going to happen to you like one or two times. And then after that, you just have to take a stand for yourself. So after that, I was like, okay, I'm looking out for number one now. <laughs> yeah. What, why did you do it for free? What was that kind of thought process like for you? 
because she was scary and she was like in that older sister role. So like it was kind of just like a respect thing, you know, um, I didn't. And I was just like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to, you know, get it over with. But I regret I regret caving in. Um, I think yeah. you just have to have confidence and take, you know, stand up for yourself sometimes and just say no. And I think that's a problem with women a lot is that we it's hard for us to say no. So it's mm-hmm. something you have to work on. You have to practice it. You know, this is this is not one of the points that I have written in my little note here, but there was um, I used to get so sensitive back then when I would see people I know that were acquaintances or like friends of friends that I would see their face on somebody else's portfolio, whether it was like makeup or brows. And I would be like, well, damn, why didn't she? Why did she use me? So my at that point, my feelings were hurt a little bit. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they're like, wait, what? You know, like, I saw you last Saturday, you know, or something. So at that point, my feelings were a little hurt. And I don't I don't know why. Because I'm like, oh, you know, when you have confidence in your work, you're like, well, they should have booked me. Why did they go with that that person? And P brought up such a great point that I want to share with everybody that completely changed my perspective on that he was like good that way they don't put you in an awkward situation of wanting to hook them up and I was like damn (laughs) I was like you are absolutely right he was like you should be fine with your friends going to somebody else because then that way you don't feel like you have to give them a discount because that's what I would do (laughs) So when he said that, I was, I was just like, you are right, man. So I was able to carry on with my day and I didn't even flinch the next time I saw somebody I knew got their brows or makeup done with somebody else. I'm just like, yeah, like go right ahead kind of thing. Like, do you? But I thought that was a very good point. If somebody ever felt hurt when they saw that one of the people they knew didn't come to them for services. No, actually, that's such a good point. I wish I had, he had told me that um, years ago because <laughs> I felt the same way totally. Like I see my friends on Instagram. I'm like, whoa, they got their makeup done by somebody else. Okay. And I think it, it did kind of sting. But at this point in my career, I just kind of shook it off because I was like, eh, I'm busy. But um, now I'm like, that's probably why. And I remember like my best friend got married, right? And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do the makeup. But then she told me, no, Ren, I want you to enjoy the day. Like, I don't want you to work. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it could be a couple of things like that. Yeah, it did. It did sting. I think as a growing artist, you are a little sensitive, especially if you feel like they went to somebody that wasn't as good as you. <laughs> You're like, well, why did they go to them? You know, like, blah, 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 you know, but you know, it could be a number of reasons. You can't just be like, oh, it's because I suck or it's because blah, blah, blah. Like it, it could be something that is not even, it's not it's not even about you. You can't always assume that it's like the worst end of the reasons. Yeah. So leading into my next point. So I'm not going to lie. There are about a few people in my, in my circle of friends where I, they're like my sister. So if I'm not going to, you know, charge my sister or my niece. I'm, you know, they, I, I consider them family. So I, I a hundred percent in, intuitively like do not charge them because they're like so they mean so much to me and I as as a person I 
I feel right charging them. And this is different for everybody. So some people are like, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to charge my sister because if she wanted her brows done, then she would pay somebody else to do it. But personally for me, there are a few people that I just hold so dear that I would not charge them. I would never charge them. Basically no discounts, either it's no charge or it's full charge. So what are your thoughts on that, Ren? Yeah, I definitely have a couple of people um, who I would not say I would not charge. And that's one of them is my mother-in-law because, <laughs> you know, I want to keep the piece there. And she, I've done her makeup a couple of times. Um, and, but I will say that um, I, I agree. I, I think you get to a certain point in your career where um, it's almost like an insult. If like, you know, you give a discount kind of thing, it reduces your worth of your services. So it's like either I choose to give this as a gift or we just don't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, this is another tangent. I love tangents. <laughs> but sometimes when you give a discount, I didn't think about this until I had a client where I felt like I was like, I didn't feel like I was like offending her, but she gave me a really big tip. And I was just like, oh my God, that's, that's so generous of you. Oh my God. Like you don't, you don't have to. And she's just like, why you don't think I could afford it? You know? So right then and there, I was just like, okay, like uh, some people feel offended if you don't take their money. <laughs> so they can be like, they can misinterpret it. Like, oh, you know, I, they can't afford it or whatever. So right then and there, I'm just like, okay, I got it. I got to take a step back from different opinions and perspective that if you had a friend that came in and you at the end, check her out and be like, Oh yeah, I just, you know, gave you like a hundred bucks off. Some people might be like, no, 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 no. I got it. You know, like they might take it the wrong way. Like I don't want the discount, you know, like I, what do you, you think I don't have money, you know? So it could be looked at it that way too. And, and I'm the person that's, I'm really bad at accepting tips, you know, um, for services. So I'm always just like, Oh my God, like you don't have to do that. And P told me he's, he's like my life coach. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't notice, P told me, he was just like, just say, thank you. Like you do not have to, resist or anything like that like you just you just gotta be like thank you so much that's so kind of you you don't have to say anything else so after he he shut that down another thing that he shut down i'm like okay i'm more open to receiving receiving it you know and in turn not making someone feel like awkward or like they don't have money yeah i think that's actually it's that's really true you don't want to um make someone feel bad for you know giving you a, it's like giving you a compliment, you know what I mean? Like you just have to graciously say thank you. And I think that you just, you learn over time. I think all these experiences mm -hmm. that me and you have had, some of the younger um, business owners and artists who might be listening on, you know, they haven't gotten to that point in their life and let us make these mistakes for you. So that way, you know, you can like climb the, you know, the success ladder faster without having to feel regret or anything. But I think that's just learning, not just living life. Yeah. So to all my young artists out there, like if you ever have a situation where somebody is asking for a discount, just just say just politely say, I, 
you know, I don't, I don't offer it, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll find a, a nice way. If you guys are really interested, please DM us and let us know if you want us to help you figure out the most polite way to, to address the homie hookup with your friends. So if you guys are wanting our help, like I definitely do not mind helping out um, because I don't want you guys to go through what like I went through. Um, and also if it's when it comes to the guilt of whether or not your friend is asking for a discount, but you feel like the need you have to, then like I said, write down all of the expenses you have on your notes and just read it and remind yourself like this is the reason why you shouldn't feel bad so i think i wish i would have done that back then <laughs> so the next topic we want to discuss is bartering uh what are you what are your, what's your thoughts on that ren so bartering is um it's an alternative to the homie hookup but you're still giving your service for free. So bartering would mean that I'm going to give you my service such as makeup, or I'm going to do your eyebrows, or I'm going to do your lashes. And in return, you're going to give me what your service is. So maybe they can help design your website, or you know, they can give you their service for free. So there are definitely pros and cons to this. Um, and I think it's something that you really have to weigh and decide, is this worth it or not? Um, or should I just pay the money for the service and get the quality that I need. So I'm going to talk about as a young artist, you will be doing certain things for free and that's called building your portfolio and building your experience. So whenever someone's new in order to judge them as a professional artist, you need to have a portfolio. So a lot of people do what's called TFP, which is trade for photo print. So this is when you would do someone's makeup for free and potentially the person might be a model or they might be a photographer. And in exchange, you guys all get great prints for your, your portfolio. So that is completely legit. Um, you just have to make sure that you're safe about it and that you qualify the people that you're working with because you don't wanna work with a photographer, for example, who is not gonna give you quality pictures and in the end, it's just gonna be a waste of time. So do your research on these potential vendors that you're working with scour the internet, look, look on Google, look on Google search, image search, um, look at reviews because you still want to make sure that you're getting quality in return because you can qualify how good you are, but you want to make sure that that person in return is giving you the same. So TFP is, a, is definitely a very popular type of bartering in our industry. Um, I'm going to give you an example of something that went wrong though. So one of my students, she was building her professional website and she wanted um, her, it was like a friend of a friend to do the website for her because she was doing the homie hookup, but it was kind of like a bar or two. So the girl was selling some kind of um, MLM like, you know, products. And she was like, oh, if you just buy these products for me, I'll do your website. So she bought the products, you know, it wasn't really something she would have ever bought, but she just kind of did it as part of the deal. And then in, re in return, the girl did her website, but the website ended up taking months and months and months. And because the girl did it as a hookup, it wasn't on the top of her priority list. She was doing her paid clients first and it got to the point where the, the website never even got built. And then it was just like, she had to write it as a loss. So that is something that you have to consider. Like, 
is it worth it? Or should I just pay for the service in return? So I know Nalani has some thoughts about this. Oh my God, girl. (laughs) When you brought up TFP, I was just like, oh, (laughs) I do find that it is beneficial when you're starting out because when we started doing makeup back in like 2007, there wasn't a lot of programs where you can take great quality pictures yourself. Like the cell phone wasn't as advanced. We didn't, I didn't know anything about the Sony a 6,000. Like, um, so back then I was like desperate to have quality pictures. Right. So this is my lesson with the TFP, the whole TFP culture is a lot of times photographers, they have a different eye for the final work. Meaning I find that photographers look at the photo as a whole. They look at face, body language, or body composition, and also the environment, the lighting, right? They're really technical when it comes to that. And as an artist, I realized that I wouldn't get up close shots at the end of the TFP shoot. And I'm just like, I can't use this because, you know, you edited a photo that is, is basically beneficial to your work. So that was a big lesson learned when I started realizing that the photographer looks at the whole composition, the photo composition, not just the face. I'm like, okay, I'm only going to do beauty TFPs. So anything like a headshot, that's the only thing I'm concerned about. And a lot of beauty campaigns are really simple. Like they don't even have a stylist. Like if you see a stylist on like your team of of the call sheet, then that means they're looking to showcase their wardrobe. So that's an indication that it might not be the type of, TFP you want to work work on unless you know you want to have variety. So that was another aha moment that came at many, many years after I realized that I'm just like, I can't use any of these pictures. So my time was completely wasted. And the only pictures I was able to use was the ones off my camera. Yeah, that's a really good point. I, I always tell my students if they're doing TFP, they have to have a conversation with a photographer and the team beforehand that you need, if you're doing this for TFP, it means like, you know, I need to make sure I have my beauty shots and it has to be like a headshot. So I always say, you know, waist or collarbone up, eyes open and closed and clear lighting, not black and white. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. um, maybe these photographers, um, maybe they're new and some of them, are new like you trying to build their portfolio and they need to learn so it's always worth going into any project you know up front expressing what you need um especially if it's like some kind of barter because you don't want to be meek and shy and then you you know you don't get anything out of the experience so but i will say i have done plenty of free gigs where i made sure i was professional and i did my best work and it led to paid opportunities so if you have an opportunity to work with a brand or an artist and you're not getting paid, but you can see the long-term goal would be to network and to open those doors, then I definitely think it's worth doing it for free. Yeah. And to that point, I definitely would outline like a actual agreement 
maybe not a contract because the contract sounds scary to some people in the beginning. Um, but maybe like an email trail of like, you are going to deliver these photos in X amount of time or blah, 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 you know, just don't take anyone's word for it. Because I did have another situation where the photographer like took like six months to edit something and it wasn't even something I, I could use. So um, just be smart about it. Just approach everything with like a business mindset and um, make sure it's clear and concise and there's like no gray areas because you really have to think about your time yeah your time and you know your safety too because there will be opportunities where you're working with people who you've never met before potentially and I always say like as women you know we have to be extra vigilant about um, being safe on sets and working with photographers and people who you know sometimes you hear these stories in the industry you know, of people getting taken advantage of. So, you know, you don't want to assume worst case scenario, but just be safe. And if you ever do bartering or things like that, and you're going on set, I always tell people to um, let someone know where you are, like share a calendar appointment where the information is like how they can find you. And like I was saying, do your research, do a Google search and look for like legit reviews. So you're covered on all bases. You have your contract or your agreement and you, um, you're being safe and you've qualified the, the people beforehand to make sure it's the kind of work that you want. I think that's a, a, a good plan if you do decide to do some kind of bartering. Yeah. Um, so my point in bartering is more on a service base. Um, it's been years since I've done makeup, so I don't even know what's like, you know, <laughs> the trend right now. But um, the point I wanted to make about bartering is more on a service level since I am in the brow industry. So a lot of people, honestly, I get asked a lot to trade services and I'm not saying I'll never do it. But the reason why I haven't jumped on it are for these reasons, basically. Reason number one. I don't know if I'm going to like it. <laughs> so I know that you're going to like my brows. You know, I'm confident in my work. I know you're going to love it, but I don't know if I'm going to like what you do to me. And I know if anybody is approaching somebody to trade services, more than likely they're confident in their work. However, say for instance, I'm giving someone eyebrows and they're giving me lashes, right? I've never done lashes before. And this is a true story, but I actually was allergic to the lash glue. So my eyes turned bloodshot red and I felt so bad because I loved the way the lashes look like it was amazing. Like I loved it, but I was allergic to it. And I had to wear my glasses at that time. I didn't have LASIK yet, but I wore my glasses for like two weeks and the glasses in ended up covering my beautiful lashes and I couldn't wear eye makeup. So it's like, oh my God. So, and then on top of that, I felt bad because she had spent so long to do my lashes that I tried to remove them at home myself because I didn't want to be like, oh my God, girl, I am so allergic. I don't know what's happening. Like the base is itchy. I felt so bad for her to like remove them since she spent all that time on it. And um, then I ended up telling her because I was like itchy, like crazy. 
So that was another thing too. But had I did her eyebrows first to find, well, we didn't, this is, I didn't trade services with her, but I, I didn't do her eyebrows basically. But if it were a situation where we did trade services and I did her eyebrows before and then lashes last, then, then it would have been like an uneven trade or vice versa. If I did lashes first, I was allergic. And then I did, you know, I still had an obligation, right? You would feel like you still have an obligation to follow through with your bartering services. So if I, if she did my lashes first, I got allergic. I still would feel like I need to, to give her brows because her time is her time. So it's just a sticky situation that you really don't think about. Um, so that's reason number one, why I don't, I haven't done it. Number two is that what if they don't like your work? So if I traded services and I did somebody's brows, uh, sometimes when people get things for free, they tend to be a little pickier in my opinion. And my family members are the number one when I do their makeup or whatever, their brows, they're like, Ooh, one's off, one's high or whatever. They're like the pickiest client. But I do find that when sometimes certain things are quote unquote free, a lot of people are a little bit more pickier because they feel like they have nothing to lose. So, I always fear like, oh my God, what if they don't like it? Or what if they're picky? Or what if it changes your dynamic of your relationship? So I, so I think about those things. What are your thoughts on that, on those two points, Ren? Yeah, no, I, I, that's why I always say, if you decide to do things, and I think me and you are at a point in our careers where we're like, eh, <laughs> we can pass. But I think that, you know, when you're new and you're like, you're like, you're hungry for it. I think that's why you really have to try to qualify people and, and make a decision about whether or not it's worth it because you could, they could lose out or you could lose out. Um, but I can see why a lot of young people would want, want to barter. Um, but I think at this point in my career, I'm kind of like, I, I usually pass on it. And I, I totally agree that it's the people who get the discounts or who get the freebies that are the pickiest. And that's why I say I don't compromise my price because it's my quality um, because those clients are usually harder to work with. Mm -hmm. Yep. Also, like another point with bartering is that, you know, what if what if you're off on like Saturday or like Friday or whatever and you provide your service to them, but then they're like, oh, the only time I can come in is on a Saturday and you're like, Oh yeah, that's not a non-negotiable. Like I, I don't do services, but then again, you know, if you're like me, you always feel bad. You're like, Oh, well, you know, this is what we signed up for. So I have to do, you know, so it's kind of another, again, a sticky situation. Um, I think this is really, you know, this might be hard for people to hear sometimes, but it's like, it's okay to say no. So if that's a life lesson, and man, that that's something that can apply to all industries. But yeah, I think it's okay to say no and to to say that you're worth more than free, right? Yeah, and you don't have to explain yourself. Like sometimes the best answer is a simple answer, like "Oh, I don't do that," you know. And don't overly explain yourself. Like here's the thing: like we became entrepreneurs for a reason. We became entrepreneurs because we want the freedom of scheduling, we want freedom of time, we want financial freedom, whatever the 
the case may be, entrepreneurship is a choice. And if you're constantly dreading to do something or be in uncomfortable situation or not wanting to see a certain person and this person just drains you and blah, 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 then, then you defeat the purpose of being an entrepreneur. Like I know personally for me, that's the reason why I became one is that I can have full control with who I interact with. And I ne- I didn't start out this way. I, it actually kind of evolved within the last year or so when P became my life coach. <laughs> but, you know, everybody is not for you and everybody is not going to want to be for you. And that's okay. And you just got to keep it moving. You just got to focus on what it is your your real true purpose of being in this industry is and it's not to give stuff out for free i promise you girl i totally agree so i think that was a great episode hopefully you guys took some points from it but we are available we you can find us on instagram um at beautybot and at makeup by ren ren so feel free to hit us up and we can give our two cents but i think we are good for that for the topic on homie hookup and bartering. What do you think, Nalani? Yeah, I think uh, I think it actually leads me to another topic that we can cover is like sponsorships. I'm like, mm, maybe we can talk about that. You know how people are like wanting to get services and like the shout out kind of culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that'd be a good one. If you guys want us to go ahead and talk about that sooner rather than later go ahead and dm us or tag us on your posts thank you guys for listening and i hope this episode was able to help you gain some clarity and confidence in saying no to the homie hookup all right until next time stay cute and confident thanks for joining us on the beauty boss confidential If you love this episode, go ahead and screen record your favorite part and tag us on Instagram. I'm Nalani at BeautyBot. And I'm Ren at Makeup by Ren Ren. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. And please give us a five-star rating and tell all your beauty bosses. Thanks again for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time.